but that's true. Like, I don't want to leave. This is where I, yeah, I want to just live in this. Yeah. Well, I mean, we <laughs> see that lingering at the, at the door at the, of the tent of meeting. Yeah. Absolutely. Because God's in there and God's doing stuff. And it's like, I just want to be near. I just want to be, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to let go. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Welcome to Iron Sharpening Iron. And out of Calvary Chapel Northeast, I'm Jim Turnage. And today I'm sitting down with Morgan, my friend, Morgan Scott. I don't know if we need to know that or not, but... That's awesome. Thank you. All right. Morgan, <laughs> you are the first guest that we have doing this. Yeah. This is the first time I'm doing this, so this will be uh, an adventure for all of us. But First time for me as well. Sweet. <laughs> A lot of firsts here. Yeah. <laughs> um, my goal in this is just for us to have a good conversation and kind of just hear what God has been doing in this journey that you've been on. And um, I, I believe that we all need to be in a position that we learn from everybody. Yeah. Um, so there's kind of a humility that we need to approach life. And I think there's a curiosity that we should have. And so I admire a few things about you. And, and that's, that's why I've picked you as my first yeah. guest. And, and some of those things that I admire is your fearless passion to pursue God. Yeah. And that has involved risk in your life. And, and, um, I've seen that in, I, I've often worked with like college students and high school students. And so I've seen that kind of fearless passion in them, mm-hmm. but this is genuinely admirable to see somebody that's got a family mm-hmm. that's got, that had at the time had babies on the way <laughs> yeah. or baby singular. Oh, baby, yeah. um, it's like to have a fearless passion for God in that is awe inspiring for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, so I want to just pick your brain. Part of that hear. is your fault, though. So, well, <laughs> we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll, I think we can blame God for all. Oh, of yes, it. yes, that's true. Um, <laughs> so, so tell me, tell me how. Let's start just at the beginning. Okay. How did Jesus find you? Well, um, I grew up my entire life um, in a church setting, local church here in town. Even coming to uh, this facility. Uh, with with summer programs and vacation Bible schools and uh, going on trips and um, really when my wife and I decided um, you know we we made that decision we were going to get married and you know this was something we needed to do as as a couple we needed to get into a church together we needed to start um, worshiping and having a relationship with Christ uh, so we were we were members of a church for ten years and uh, COVID kind of jumped out and bit everybody right. Um, and, um, at the time our church shut down and, um, and that was, it was a little heartbreaking. It was, it was heartbreaking to understand. And especially people, uh, my wife and I, we, we felt like a little bit different, you know, set apart, if you will, that what's going on, why is this even a thing? We are, we're Christians, we're called to be together. Right. And we were like, how are we going to let you know, something like this that just at the time really weighed heavy on us as sin, as chaos and division. And we're like, we're not going to be a part of that and we're not going to give into it. So we were a little frustrated when church shut down, but then when church opened back up and um, started going back, it was my day to serve. I was on the safety team um, and I was approached there was by, by three ladies as I tried to walk in that just 
you know, utterly told me to get out because I wasn't going to wear a mask and I wasn't wearing a mask. There was no requirements at that time by our city or government or any facilities for that matter. And I, I just, I was appalled, right? I was like, are you kidding me? I'm a member here. I'm here to serve. Like, are you serious? So at first I was a little upset and, um, um, and dealing with that, that whole situation, my wife was very upset, um, wrote some letters to the church and asking for clarity on it and, uh, just never got anything. It was just kind of, kind of crickets, kind of crickets from the, uh, you know, administration there. Uh, I did get, uh, a reach out from one of them, one of the like evangelism and missions and outreach pastor it was a great friend of mine. Um, and, and, you know, kind of gave me an apology and, and just told me how much he loved me and loved my family and, you know, wanted us to come back, but we just felt at the time that this was, um, you know, we were being, we were being called out, right. And, um, that, that maybe God was, was moving us in a different direction. So we took a little break for a little while and, um, it was a couple months. We just weren't going to church. We just thought like, you know, are we going to run into the same issue if, as we're, as we're trying to find a new church? Uh, but then, uh, my wife's uncle, Mike, uh, sat me down one day. Um, and Mike just looked at me and he was like, Morgan, are you the man of your household? And I was like, yes. And he was like, take your family to church, get your family back in church. And I was like, That's yes, awesome. sir. I, yeah, yes, sir. Okay. We all need an uncle Mike. <laughs> yeah. Right? We all need an uncle Mike. Right. So, um, so then the search began, right? The search began. Um, and, and I tried out a couple of churches in town and, and I just been, you know, people, people were like, man, you need to go to Calvary. You need to go check out Calvary. So we came and, uh, I mean, I think it was our first or second time we came there. Um, I think it was the first time. And I met, really met David Owens, David and Allie and in the, in the nursery with our kids. Right. And I was telling them about what was going on and we were looking for a church and they just had this incredible like we just stopped right there in the middle of parents moving so fast, trying to get their kids right. And we just prayed right there in the hallway. And it was just this, this firm prayer and affirmation of like, man, this is what God's doing right now. This is where we need to be. Like not just You're talking about David and Allie prayed with you. Prayed, prayed yeah. with, they prayed with us, prayed That's over awesome. us, man. It was, and it was, it was incredible. And it That's was, cool. it was really moving. Because uh, it's not something we had experienced even at our our previous church or any of the other churches that we, um, you know, tried and attended. Um, so it was it was really a good confirmation of like this is where we're supposed to be right now, um, and and a part of that was really understanding. Um, and and maybe it's it's Brendan's wonderful teaching, right? That yeah. it just I was struck and and it's like my. I was being torn apart, and especially when I understood that meaning of like um, calling me out. He calling everybody, like everybody out. That yeah. we're a, you're dead sea, man. I'd been going to church for ten years, and I wasn't doing it. I wasn't flowing out. Right, there was nothing leaving. It was just all being put in, and I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't open. I wasn't sharing. I wasn't. I, I wasn't discipling. Right. So. Um, you know, certain key verses and, and chapters and, and maybe it's just it's just timing. It's just God's timing, right? Of how it affected my life and how it really got a hold of me. And as a um as a person who struggled and struggled with addiction of tobacco, 
specifically since I was 15 years old, and right now I was I was 32 at this time in January of 2022, and like Romans 12, 1 and 2, just beating me down in my heart, right? And I just specifically <laughs> remembered uh, that January 30th, I just, I, I couldn't take it anymore and I couldn't do it. I was struggling with trying to quit and really mm. clean myself up and give myself to the Lord and um, surrender. And, and I did, I couldn't take communion that day. And I just, I have, like, I just couldn't do it. And, um, and I felt as if, as if I'm walking with Jesus, like all the time now. And then every time I put a dip in my mouth, I'm letting his hand go. And that's how I saw it in my mind that I'm letting you go. Right. And I was like, I don't ever want to do this again. I don't ever want to feel that way again. Yeah. And I don't ever want to do that to to Jesus. I don't ever want to do that. I just wanted to be with you all the time. Right. And that was something that was holding me back. It's something we constantly talk about in church. What is getting in the way between us and God? That was something that was getting in the way. And and I and I spoke to David before about it, like when we had lunch when I first became uh, like really started coming here. Um, and he, he put it in a great perspective of mine of like, it's not something that I gave up. It's the fact that I laid it at the foot of the cross. And he took it away. Mm. And here it is. What is today? January 19th of 2023. And I do not have the desire to use tobacco still. Nice. And I haven't, and I haven't. So, um, it was just, it's, that was like a big, incredible step. And then shortly right after that, uh, continuing this this journey and this really beginning of of opening myself up and really allowing God in my life that um, you know separating something that stood in the way I just felt him talking to me all the time now and I felt him calling on my life and was like here's this here and I don't know if it was just like me being renewed right as 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 a 33 year old man now and like this our body were moving into a new facility and I felt God was like, you need to be baptized and you're going to do it here at this, at this property. Right. And he just, he called that on my heart at work one day. And I just remember crying all the time. Like, and I was like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so, um, what's happening to me? And I remember, I remember coming to Brennan like one Wednesday afternoon and, or after service and it was like telling him like, what's going on in my life and, and what, what God's saying to me. And I just remember Brennan grabbed my shoulder. And he's like, He's like, what else is he telling you? This is great. Let's go. You know, he was stoked, man. And, um, <laughs> and it was awesome. Uh, so shortly after that, uh, I think it was April 3rd, April 4th, uh, we got baptized here. I, I got baptized. I that. It, it was so awesome. It was, it was great, man. I loved it. Um, and it's just, it's, it's been put on, on my heart for this pursuit for Jesus and, and to work as, as someone, and I guess, it's easy for men who like we can feel a lot of pressure, right? At all times of like our family, our job, um, just things that we do, our activities, our hobbies, uh, where, what am I trying to say here? That I don't, sometimes you don't know where to land. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. I felt, you can feel lost in the mix and the busyness of life. Yeah, it's kind of a drift. Maybe. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and, and really trying to understand um, uh, who I am in Christ and really understanding the character of God, right. Mm -hmm. And, and how he yeah. sees me. Gospel identity was, was huge in, in that, and that I had to do that. 
I had to do that. I had to understand. I had to know that. And I had to know my my purpose and my plan. And and really, just your. I remember your first sermon on um <laughs> on, on Matthew twenty eight, right? And making disciples, right? Mm-hmm. Like that changed my life and it gave me meaning and purpose of this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what God has called me to do. And what am I, what everything else I'm doing, what, it just doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. So uh, at, my, at my job, I was a landscaper, a landscape installer. And I just like having all this, this passion, this feeling inside. I started to have this annoying feeling while I was at work that I was doing something wrong. Like I just had this nauseating feeling. I didn't have a peace about being at work anymore. And, um, and I, and I had this like side business that I'd been doing and, um, and I was trying to struggle with like, where do I land? Right. Where, like I have this new purpose in my life of like mm-hmm. to serve Jesus, right. Just to be a servant. And, um, and so I made the decision to go part-time. Like, I'm just going to go part-time at work, and I want to help out more at the church. I want to work, focus more on this business. I've got a third kid on the way. Like, my life is just, I felt like I was being ripped apart by everything at the time. Um, and truly, I was. And then three weeks into going part-time, I got hurt. Just right. out, of, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, I ruptured my distal bicep tendon. And I was just, I was, I was completely broken to the fact of I'm a strong person. Like I build retaining walls and lay pavers and pipes and dig. And like, how does this happen to me? Right. Why does this happen to me? Um, and so it was, it was a little bit of a struggle there and it was a weakness and it was, I mean, I feel like I could just go in all kinds of different directions on this, but that's um, all right. Yeah. So, um, one thing, um, as, as I'm thinking about it and I know, um, like two days after after my surgery, right? Which was which was crazy in a sense. I had zero pain. I had zero pain the entire time, the recovery time from it, uh, being in a cast, but zero pain whatsoever. And how great that was. But two days after it, I get a call from a buddy of mine, and he's struggling in his marriage, right? Mm. And he, out of everybody, people we know, we know lots of people. He calls me, and I just felt like this is what. Maybe this is why my arm got ripped apart and why I'm out of work right now because I was able to go to his house and share the gospel with him and tell him, uh, you know, what kind of how, how a marriage works and especially um, how Jesus sees us and how our relationship with him is a marriage, is the yeah. bridegroom, right? And it was so impactful. I was able to bring him to church, and, and now he comes to church here. That's awesome. So when I started thinking, I was like, man, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. There was a reason why I wasn't at work today and why I'm in a cast and I was able to meet with somebody. And how cool was that? Right. That's awesome. uh, um, So I want to go back a little bit. One thing I love is sometimes, sometimes when like we're, we're discipling somebody or we're working with somebody, we're trying to like, Sometimes we're dragging them along. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, you should do this or you shouldn't do this. And yeah. What I really love about your story is I feel like at every major piece, it's not like somebody's coming to you going, hey, you need to give up tobacco. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's really kind of Holy Spirit driven. Oh, absolutely. What, what was that like? 
Like as you look at those different moments, walk me through what that process kind of looked like. Um, I think the um, I'm trying to think, man. This maybe the 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 true surrender moment. Um, and, and I would think it was it was that day. And I remember, um, I think I even said it in class, right? We were in Second Corinthians. 118 I can, and I can't remember what it is now but I just remember um I think that's when we were at and then we were also in Revelations at the time too on Wednesday night and uh man that picture of worship uh and I, I forgive me if I can't remember uh four or five when when you're in the throne room right and they're worshiping and holy holy is the Lord yeah right I was like I remember being at work and like I was just in this field, like out in St. Matthews, and I'm, and I don't know how this works together, but I'm putting a foundation coating on a house that's being built, and and I'm by myself, and I just remember the sun beating down on me, and I just remembered I was constantly singing this over and over and over and over again, and I don't know if I just felt something, and I turned around, and I just fell, and I just cried, and I cried in this field, and thought this is what this is what I'm made for. This is what, this is what life is. Right. Yeah. And, and, and maybe it's, it's, I, I, I relate a lot through like song and, and worship music and, and it's just, it was so big to me, right. That I could spend eternity and the rest of my life yeah. worshiping yeah. the King of Kings. Right. And I was just, I was so stoked about it. And, um, uh, I don't know. I guess other moments, man, there's just moments all over the place that is, yeah. is evidence of, of his love and his guidance, uh, in, in my life that has just brought so much peace and understanding of knowing that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing now. That's awesome. Yeah. So you made a big transition. Yeah. You went part-time start, started leaning into this, um, side gig that yeah. you had and, and you really felt like God was walking you through that transition, calling you to that. I'm curious, mm-hmm. what did the conversation sound like at home in that process as you guys are, cause that's, you're, you're taking some big risks there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and the Lord has given me an incredible helpmate, right? Yeah. My wife is fantastic and she has such a, a, a heart for, uh, the Lord as well. And, um, and she has been stoked. She has been totally stoked on this journey the entire time. And is like, doesn't care where it takes us. And is like, if this is spirit led, you know, rock on, let's go, you know? Yeah. And as crazy it is, is, is really trying to think about provision and, and getting ready to have a home birth, not being in the, the regular medical system of going to the doctor and having insurance pay for it. Cause insurance didn't cover a dime of that. <laughs> so, mm. you know, having to make this provision, not being at my regular job anymore, making holsters and just really relying on the Lord. And a lot of times it got scary. And I've, I've expressed that fear multiple times to uh, you and to other individuals in the church. And, and really it's, it's that fear that right when I would feel it. And as, as I've grown more uh, understanding that, that God has his hands over my life. Mm. And I had to let that fear go. 
and say, Lord, willing, whatever, whatever your will is, I'm okay with it. And it be done. If I can't make this mortgage payment today, if I, if I can't make this midwife appointment payment today or something like that, I just let it go. But let me tell you, like as soon as I would let it go, I mean, within 20 minutes, something would change in my life. I would be totally blessed. And I sometimes like I don't like telling the story because I feel like it's like, oh, love Jesus, they'll give you money. But no, this is what happened, man. This is like real true stuff. I'll never forget just just crying and just giving up and say, God, it is what it is. Let it let it be, man. And then 20 minutes later, I get a call and someone's like, man, I have a check for you. And I'm like, what? What? Or my rifle that's been sitting in the gun store like for sale for weeks. All of a sudden, I get a call, rifle sale. I am blessed abundantly more than I ever could have imagined at the time, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Just continual uh, encounters in that in that realm of financial provision, right? That it's just like I've I've had to realize like like it's tough out there <laughs> when you when yeah. you when you take this journey, but it is it's a leap of faith, but it's it's also trust and obedience. Yeah, and that's that's not calling. That's and that so just to be just to clarify, I like the point that you're making is. We're not, this isn't a prescription that we're writing here. We're doing a descriptive thing. Yeah. And prescription would be, hey, if you follow Jesus, all your finances are going to be covered. Yeah, no. That's not what we're saying. No. But we are saying that Jesus met you in this moment. Yeah. And how, how he met you was through your finances. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And just, not just me, but others. Like, yeah. And, and a lot of times, like, in the shop making holsters and, People are always asking me my story, right? And how did I, how are you making holsters, man? How cool is that? Which is, praise God, that's a blessing. Now I get to tell them my testimony and I share it all the time with people. And I like to let them know that, like, you know, like I encourage you to be a believer and to know Christ. But if you're not, I'm going to let you know right now, you're the hands and feet of his work right now. And praise God for you being here and thank you for this. And how can I pray for you, right? So that's usually my conversations with people. (laughs) Yeah. So I, that's another part of your journey that I love is you talk about being at this other church for 10 years yeah. and um, you were in a different place. Oh, and, yeah. and I, I don't want to blame the church for that no. or anything, but I'm just saying you were at a different place. And it's, and at some point God gave you purpose. Yeah. And now your job has become that platform. Yeah, absolutely. An expression of that purpose, that unique creation that you are. That's cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell me about, um, you talked about fear. Mm-hmm. And from the outside, when I look at you, even how we started the podcast, it's like I see this fearless pursuit of God, but it's not an absence of fear. No. Because you you experience fear in this. And so yeah. tell me a little bit about that journey. And uh, Okay. Um uh, David, David, I think we were, it was, we were doing first and second Samuel and man, that was, that was so big and empowering to see that David of such a young age, he, he knew God, right. Yeah. And he knew that he had his hand over his life and he had that confidence. Right. And so the more and more we go through first and second Samuel, He's always looking back, and you can always see God in your life. So I was doing the same thing. 
How can I look back? Taking all these little moments and increments in time and looking back and seeing the evidence of the Lord. Yeah. And why that I'm set apart and that he loves me and that he's he's taking care of me. Right? Yeah. And and there there's there's a trust and obedience in that. And then there's a confidence in that. It's fear. Fear comes up all the time. It's always, uh, it's always there. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't leave, but, uh, there's power in knowing that it, I don't have to live there. Yeah. That, that I know the character of God and he loves me. Yeah. Right. So yeah, there's fear, but there's, it's, you got to find that confidence in that, yeah. that knowing who he is. Right. Because it's different than <clears throat> as I as I think about what it looks like to walk without that, without God, and yeah. understanding who He is. The only other option I have is I have to have confidence supremely in me. Yeah, I don't have any confidence in me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if we're if we're realistic, yeah. it's like we we realize how much of a facade most of that stuff is. Yeah, and, and then even even at my best. I'm still going to not get it right. Yeah. And, yeah. But but you're you're talking about putting your confidence in what you know to be true. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then continuing um this this journey of of what I really feel is being called um right now specifically with our church and as we talk more and more about um Precola and and just this idea of evangelism and and letting people know that Man, do you like you know that somebody's praying for you like right now that you don't even know, and they're praying for you and your community and your first responders? Like to me, that was like super impactful, and I was like, I want to tell somebody that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's uh, like I got fired up and was like, let's let's go. Right. So as nervous as it is to just walk up to strangers sometimes and be like, hey, I just want to pray for you. Like, is there like like what do you have right now, or what do you what do you want to lay at the foot yeah. of the cross? Do you know Jesus? Do you know how much he loves you, right? And that he's been searching for you? Like <laughs> So let me Yeah. So here's my curious piece on that is what is your personality like? Is that truly fearful you is uh, for for you to do that kind of thing? Is that I mean, are you I just get the impression that you're like, okay, nobody everybody's a friend. Is, is <laughs> yeah, that true I do, or no? It it um it is to an extent. I guess you get nervous talking about it, you know, but I think, I think because it was something we didn't talk about for years, like even, like I said, going to this church for 10 years and the group of guys that I'd, I'd hang out with, it's not something we talked about, which was odd. You know, now it just seems odd, but um, being more and more comfortable talking about it and being, I don't want to say being okay, but, you know, um, it's exciting to me. Yeah. And, and I guess... You're right. Do I do I fear? Sometimes I do fear. Yeah, it gets it just gets nervous. But there's a confidence there that I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. And I love that. And the reason I ask that question is because I think that's a reflection of what God is doing in you. Yeah. It, because this isn't like you, you went for a long time without talking about spiritual stuff yeah. ever. Yeah. Even with other people that are believers. Yeah. To now, it's like okay, I feel like this is the right thing to do. And so it's that you're taking that, it's a risky thing for you. Yeah. Even though it's starting to maybe feel a little bit 
more natural or I don't yeah. know, how would you describe that? Uh, I don't know. You call it self righteousness? <laughs> I don't know. All right. No, I don't know. Um, um, I don't know, man. God's God's at work. God's at work. God's at work. Yeah. So, like, looking back, and you look at uh, old Morgan. Yeah. I don't know what we'd call old Morgan. Um, (laughs) If we got a nickname for him or Uh, something. Well, they. I guess they used to call me Mojo, but not for anything weird. But just all right. So we that I was up and down, like, and you know. I was I could be really fun, right, and really fast and gung ho okay. about a lot of stuff. So. All right, so we look at old Mojo, yeah. yeah. Um, and you're looking back, and and you're you're say you're sitting across from him, yeah. It's like what are what are the things that it's like? There's like four things or three things that you're like, dude, this is something that you need to understand, yeah, because it was something on this journey that that latched onto your soul and has been part of that transformation yeah um i think it was just um just really the the chaos of 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 being lost and not having um i would say good good discipleship of of people in around me that were just facilitating uh a gospel growth Mm. right that's that was my problem i was being led and allowed to think that these things I was doing, this life that I was living was okay. And, um, and it, and it had, it didn't have purpose, right? It wasn't, it wasn't for anything. Um, so, but, so when you say that, was it that you like, what, what's the piece there? Is it that you, did you start seeking that kind of community did you did something change in that you were more open for that kind of a thing? Like, what was the dynamic there? So I, th- I really do think a big dynamic um, is is the um, is the discipleship process of like uh, I met uh, a guy um, at church and he led a small group, right? A young young adults um, small group, right? And my wife and I got involved with that, and that was that was huge. That was really eye opening to uh, having a community of. Uh, people amongst my same age, but they're they're we're we're getting that that quality discipleship that that we need at a time like that yeah. when the the world you know the enemy he seeks to steal, kill, and destroy, and it's all around us all the time. But how do we how do we block it out, right? And yeah. and having those uh, leaders around us, um, you know, really helped facilitate that. And it was a good, it was a small bit there, but man, just coming over here is a whole different ball game. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and and it's been great, and I think that's just something that that we need. I, I think, uh, yeah, for sure. You know, teenagers definitely at a at a young age, there's so much out there, man. And how do you keep focused, man? How do you keep how do you keep that twenty twenty vision, right? Yeah. <sighs> what else yeah. would you tell yourself? Um. Uh, man surrender mm. surrender don't hold on to any of this stuff man yeah you know um <laughs> it kind of i remember referencing like who told you you were naked right <laughs> who told me you were naked? who told me that was okay right 
And I think that was something I would I would love to tell my younger self is like, let's take a big picture of this. Who told you that was okay? Yeah. You know? A, was it just someone in your community? Was it your earthly father? Or do you have a relationship with your heavenly father? And what does that sound like, right? What yeah. is that? How is that reciprocated? And that's a big picture of what we're learning now, of uh, even in, in Joshua. And, and, and it's really been weighing on my heart heavy this year is of, of seeking God in everything mm-hmm. we do. And I would tell my younger self, did you, did you have a conversation with, with God before you did that? Did you seek counsel in that before you did that? Yeah. I made decisions for myself all the time based yeah. upon myself because I can do it. I can do this. And that's just something that um, I think, you know, everybody, <laughs> you know, obviously we all need to have that yeah. relationship, but, but to seek God before we do anything else, man. Yeah. And what would you say? I mean, I feel like this is a, I don't know if I'm answering that correctly at all. <laughs> there's no wrong answers yet. Um, like what's the, what motivates that? Cause I, we could tell somebody that, right. We can go up and say, dude, you need to be sinking God first. Yeah. And, and maybe that'll, maybe that'll click something, but sometimes that kind of direct thing yeah. can go wrong too. And I'm, so I'm not advocating yes or no on that, but yeah. But like what, what's your motive, what creates the right motivational environment for someone to desire that? It's the, how do you create the motivation? Um, I I think that would be community. I think it would, to, to create the motivation is to surround yourself with, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ that also know the character of God and, and have a relationship and seek him and can, uh, I guess, facilitate knowledge in that manner. But, you know, really, once you, once you surrender your life and you start to do those things, yeah. I always think about it in the context of, like, um, how do you know something if somebody didn't say it, right? How did, you, yeah. how did you know that was your name until someone kept saying it, right? The more and the more, like, I talk to God and I have a relationship with God, he talks back. Yeah. Right. And that's the evidence. It's the reality. It's the, yeah. it's the truth. <laughs> yeah. And that, that facilitates my, my idea of my empowerment to continue to, to tell people that and to continue to do it. Yeah. Right. That intimacy, that relationship that, with God. Yeah. And then what I love about that, and I think that's, tell me if I'm wrong, but, what I love about community is when we, we see other people that, that are reflecting that same thing mm-hmm. because of their intimacy with God. Yeah. It's like, that's where community yeah. becomes really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, getting plugged into everything, uh, you know, of, of, yeah. Coming to church on Sundays. Yes. But coming to church on Wednesdays, man, coming to men's studies, doing uh, extra stuff and serving. And it's, it's because of being a new creation, right? It's not that I have to do these things. It's, right. it, pr- it produces a new want to in life. Yeah. And that's, uh, I also often say I'm caught up in this holy moment, right? And I don't ever want to leave. <laughs> like yeah. Again, music. But, uh, but that's true. Like, I don't want to leave. This is where I, yeah. I want to just live in this. Yeah. Well, I mean, we <laughs> see that lingering at the, at the door at the, of the tent of meeting. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Because God's in there and God's doing stuff. And it's like, I just want to be near. I just want to be. Yeah. 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 I don't want to let go. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So what's what's next for Morgan? Oh, well, um, I know we um, are starting gospel growth. I'm excited yeah. for that. Um, and I know I was I was really struggling at the time of like trying to figure out what do I want to do? Do I want to? Uh, continue in uh, identity and, and maybe helping others understand that. And I thought that would be, that would be a good thing. But um, I was, uh, we were reading Hebrews, me and my wife. And, um, and really, man, we got to five and six and it was just like a strong calling of like, you got to grow, man. We can't like, I almost got to the point where I felt like that would be, it would be, in a, I don't want to put any doubt in this, but, or, or condemnation toward it, but that it would be easy for me to, to teach that where I feel like maybe I could slack off and not do my homework. Cause I can just open up my old notes and look back at it. Yep. And, and I am hungry to learn more and to, to really continue to dive in and live out what, what God has in store for me this year and really see what that is. And part of that is growth and that's, yeah. it's, and it is our calling to grow and I need to continue to grow. So I want to, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Um, so that's, and it's that's not, next. Um, and I didn't mean to cut you off, no, no, it's good. <laughs> um, but, uh, as, as much as like even talking about the pray cola stuff and, um, and just getting more involved, um, with our community, that's our desire, right? We seek revival and especially in our own community. Yeah. I love walking up to people or talking to these people at, at the shop or, um, something and obviously and telling my, my story, but asking them, Hey man, do you go to church anywhere or where do you go? Like, like, I don't, Hey, you should go regardless, but, but man, I'd love to worship with you. Right. Yeah. And even I've said some weird things to people and I don't like, I've talked <laughs> yes. about, I'm not going to say it now, but like there's things you say and things you don't say, but it's just my excitement of like, Hey man, I want to worship with you. And I want to, I want to, I want you yeah. to see the peace and purpose of Christ in your life, man. Cause I'm understanding it in mine and I just want to be with you. Right. Yeah. And what I love about your story about you've said some weird things is, <laughs> is it's, we're not trying to paint an image of, oh, Morgan's got this script and he just, uh, he yeah. nails it and God's using him in this way. It's, you're just, you're just willing to be a fool for Jesus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to give it a shot. And, and what I love it, even as you're doing it, it's like, you're like, okay, that was awkward what I just said. You're like talking to somebody and you're yeah. saying this to him. I'm yeah. like, that was awkward what I just said. And and he was like, yeah, man, that didn't come out right. And I'm like, I know. I but you know, know what I mean, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so it gets there. And, yeah. and I think that can be an encouragement for people because sometimes people think they're like, I, I can't say anything because I'm going to say something stupid. And yeah. it's like, it's all right. There's grace for that. There is. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things, so you were talking about like you, because we had talked about, we, we do this class, Gospel Identity. Mm -hmm. You went through it. Mm -hmm. And then we were talking about um, an opportunity for someone from that class to lead another Gospel Identity class. Yeah. And so that's the opportunity that you're talking about. And I loved the conversation we had where I was like, okay, we need to nail this down. Are you going to yeah. do it, not do it? And the conversation, what I, what I walked away with and what I loved was, is, is you said, I need to lead at home. Yes. Probably before I'm going to lead anywhere else. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that. So um, with this new life, um, 
it can it can be a little chaotic of of yes, we have a third child on the way or that was there at you know when we had this conversation, he was already here and he's three months old now. So uh, um, uh, but with starting a business like a legitimate business like getting the LLC and the EIN the bank account um, um, and 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 work and and my church life and and doing like what God's calling me to do it was it was Joshua 7 and men's study that really just was like man I got to take care of my camp like I got to get things together and and part of that was really sitting down and reflecting on what's going on where can I align that and not to mention the chaos of uh, that could be at home sometimes, but discipleship, it starts in the home. Yeah. Right. I gotta, I gotta get my camp in order. I gotta take care of my home, um, in order for me to continue to, to grow and to, to grow outward. Right. It's, it's, and that's a tough thing to think about as much as, like I say, I love being here at church and I love helping and I love, uh, uh, I guess evangelizing with with other people, but I got to take care of the camp, man. You got to take care of the camp and get it right. Um, And I just think it was, it was crazy how I felt that way. Right. And it's just, it's just evidence. Like (laughs) go have a conversation with God. When you have something you're thinking about, (laughs) uh, I read Hebrews. Like I said, we were being my wife. had just started Hebrews. And by the time I got to five and six, like a week later, it was like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Thank you, God. Like, like this is what I was looking for. So um, that's what that's what it looked like, and I'm trying to do my best. So that's that's kind of my 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 big takeaway for this year. Or what I'm wanting to do is, you know, a take care of my take care of my camp and be diligent in that. Um, but I mean, if I could paint anything above my door right now as I'm walking out every day or going to the shop, it's like seek God before I do anything. Yeah. Before I make any decision, before I open my mouth see God in that. And, and another funny thing about that is, and I hope I don't screw this up right now is as I was thinking about this, I'm sitting in the kitchen drinking a cup of coffee and I look at the board. We have this like chalkboard paint on the wall and uh, we kind of write like things we need in the, in the kitchen on there. But my wife always writes a, um, a verse up there. Right. And I want to get this right. It was Psalms 34, four, maybe. And I, I don't know if I can repeat it. But, um, That's right. This is the I Morgan saw, paraphrase. I, I sought the Lord, and He answered. And it was something was given. I can't remember what it says, but anyway, but it was right there. And I was like, "Oh man, how like I'm thinking this, and my wife's thinking this. She's got this up here. Like, how cool was that? That's awesome, right? So I'm, I'm thinking about it all the time. <laughs> But that's what that's what um that's kind of my my thing right now is really just trying to be diligent in that and um, yeah. making sure I'm uh, balancing and appropriating time wisely and and yeah. seeking the Lord through all of it. I, and I love that as, as somebody that is is helping in leadership at the church, I love somebody saying no. I'm not going to do that because yeah. I feel like God is calling me to lead my family or. Sometimes we just think for me to grow, I just got to do more. Yeah. And really it's, I need to, I need to be. Yeah. And I need to do what God wants me to do. Yeah. And so we need to pause and cause we can get super busy with godly things. Yeah. And it's not going to be productive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we got to be super busy with the things that God wants us to do. Yeah. 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 I love it, man. That's good. <laughs>
Well, what would you say to somebody that is listening to this and they're like, they feel like God is maybe calling them to do something. It's something new. It's something risky. There's fear involved. What would be your encouragement to them? Uh, A, seek the Lord in that. You really need to, um, to, to seek counsel with him on that. Um, but you got to trust. Yeah. You got to have fearless trust. And that comes from knowing, knowing God, this is not, this this is not just something that you check the box, right? As we talk about, you've got to know, right. And then build that confidence. Yeah. And, and you got to be okay with whatever happens when you step into that fire, you got to be okay. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And would you say you need to know before you make the decision or does knowing happen in the process? Man, that's tough because there's always there's evidence, right? Sometimes maybe you don't know until you jump and you find out. Maybe. What 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 would you say is the, your experience in that? My experience, um, that's that's faith. <laughs> that's faith. So I felt as much as I uh, I know, but I'm scared. My flesh is weak. Yeah. Right. And my flesh is telling me, uh, telling me one thing, um, especially when, when sometimes people come up to me and offer me jobs all the time. Like I just, just as easy as that sounds, I have to trust and obey of like, Hey, what I'm doing right now is what the Lord wants me to do. And, um, and, and I've, and I've got to be okay with that. And I have just firm faith that, that, um, that I'm going to be okay. Yeah. But it's knowing I guess you don't really know until you jump. <laughs> I guess you don't really know until that first leap, that first step. I mean, I, f- I think God is gracious yeah, and he's good. And I think there's enough there that we can make that jump. Yeah. But it is an act of faith. Yeah. But in the process, I mean, do you, as you, as you describe your journey, mm-hmm. I feel like your understanding of who God is, your intimacy mm-hmm. uh, with him that is progressively connected to kind of what you risk. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for the dead silence. But <laughs> okay. Um, we're going for the unpolished. We're going for here. the unpolished. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The raw uh, truth. It, it is. It is what you risk. Um, You know, and and part of that, uh, again, of having that risk, but but being a part of a body and a, a body of believers that I can I can seek counsel, right, yeah. and 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 ask like how does how does this how does this look sometimes, um, or or um, like I'm scared. I can tell somebody I'm scared, and I remember telling Brennan I was scared, right, and I'm, I'm I forget. One Wednesday, he like just looked straight at me, and he was like, "I know you're scared, but I can tell you right now." You're gonna be okay. God loves you, right? <laughs> um, so it's it's sometimes it's those um those little evidences, right? That that he speaks through other people that can also breed their confidence. Yeah, it's easier. Maybe this is God's design. Yeah, but it's easier to risk when we're in community. Yeah, 
and everybody's got that same mindset. It's like when you're surrounded by people that are like that, it's like, yeah, all right, I can dare to do great things for God. Yeah. 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 That's cool, man. Yeah. Well, thanks, brother. Yeah, dude. <laughs> we did it. This yeah. is our, our first podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the technical term is. First podcast in the can. I don't know. In the can. We're just going to make. <laughs> yeah. Can seems like trash to me. So maybe not. First, yeah. first podcast down. Yeah. Um, I guess if I could like leave with anything is, is when we have these experiences in life that sometimes can seem like, like what is going on? This doesn't make sense. If you've got to like, trust and obey that God has his hand over your life and that he's going to do things that may seem unconventional or wild or at the time, but there's a purpose and a plan in place for that. And as much as I wanted to get mad at a certain time in my life because of what was going on, I can look back now and confidently say, praise God for those three ladies. Yeah. Praise God for that experience. Yeah. That, um, you look back on and see and see see how sweetly God loves us. Yeah. Sometimes those points of bitterness or pain are launching. Yeah. Launching pads for good things that God wants to do. Yeah. 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 That's good stuff. Well, my encouragement to you if you've watched this uh podcast with us, that if anything resonates with this, that you'd reach out. Um that's why we're doing this. We hope that this encourages you, exhorts you, challenges you, um, pushes you off the edge a little bit. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs>